Magnum Nutraceuticals is the official supplement partner of Wellness in the Multiverse. They are the only supplements I trust because everything is done with integrity. Not to mention, the formulas are backed by science and they only use the highest quality ingredients. Whether you're looking for 100% isolate protein powder, your favorite daily vitamin performance pack, or a complete pre-workout, Magnum has it covered. Shop Magnum at magnumsoup.com and use my code JOGANGI to save. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, the uh, interview part of Wellness in the Multiverse. Today, that title makes a lot of sense. It's not every day that I get to go into the world and having someone that I did not know very close to me is also a very fitness buff dude as well as a comic book geek. Little did I know, and I learned about Jake Doan, who is a coach first and also a athlete coordinator at Magnum Nutraceutical, who is sponsoring this show, is also a lot into comic books. And obviously, since he's a coach, he's a lot into fitness. So we have a great talk about everything fitness, what he believes in, what I believe in, and also a lot of comic book geeking out. You will hear that his mic is great and mine isn't. The fact is, uh, a couple days ago now, we had a, uh, well, massive freezing rain storm in Montreal, took out most of the power here. Um, A lot of places still don't have power here in Montreal, and my home didn't have any at that time. Uh, My studio had a bad Wi-Fi connection, so I had to connect on my phone. So what you hear from me is the audio from my phone. So you'll hear that a lot. I mean, let's get over that. It's just about power and everything. So we still had to do the show. That's what matters, right? It's just a conversation. So uh, Jake has a great mic, and the good thing is that we get to hear a lot of them. So enjoy the show. I do lives in the morning. So I do my uh, pre-workout chat. So I always do a live in the morning. Yeah. And um, every time I'm, I'm on a live, it's like, hi from, you know, Philippines. Hi from uh, Bangladesh, from wow. you know, all over the place. I'm like, what? Is there anyone from Montreal here? Yeah. Canada, Toronto, you know, it's yeah. all over the world. And I kind of, it's, it's just, it's fun too. Yeah. It's it's funny sometimes when like we're reaching out to people in the fitness world, right? And yeah. the people in our own communities, sometimes if they know you, the support isn't there. They'll, they'll like know you personally or something like that, but they're not usually the people that are listening because they know you. It's like yeah. it's it's funny how support comes usually from um the external like the distances. Like when I started um personal training and I went online, I was shocked at how many people from the States were jumping on my online training and I'm in Ontario, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's very cool to see that. I, I, I also have a lot of clients from all over the place. I, I had clients in Asia, I had clients in Europe, States, uh, I mean, South America. Oh, all over the place and it's kind of wild to grasp that idea now Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's just 
it seems so accessible, but then you just don't know who you're talking to. Yeah. You're not the one deciding of who likes what you're doing. So yeah. you just shoot things online and somewhere, somehow, someone's just like, hey, I, I like what you're doing. Where are you yeah, from? Like, yeah. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've asked some people and been like, how did you even come upon me on social media at all? People you don't know? even know that. You know, you know, so um, I lived in the UK for a short period of time. So I had for some time there, I had a lot of my following was from UK based. And uh, we we look at d- different cultures. It, it's so, so vastly different. Even uh, like when we talk, we when we talk about personal training, we often don't talk about like the climate that people live in. Um, accessibility to outdoor activities and things like in, in Wales, when I lived there, it was like, you know, you're prescribing someone running outside. We had 111 straight days of rain, uh, at some point in time, our city almost set a record while we were over there. So, you know, everything's very unique to where people live in the world. And I think that's kind of a cool thing that, um, we get the opportunity you just have clients that talk to you with palm trees behind them yeah. and you're sitting in snow and you're like, what's, yeah. like, like, for example, yesterday we had massive uh, storm here. I mean, there's no power almost anywhere. My yeah. gym now has power and I'm very lucky it has. It's almost the, the only place I can find power on my on my oh, own wow. it's yeah it's been crazy like for, for and, and we, we're probably going to experience that for a couple of days still because it it's intense and then i talked to people and they just you know don't know any of these it's like oh i'm in florida i'm like okay uh-huh. that's neat yeah, you went- you, uh, started uh personal training and i guess at some point you had to do a transition online right yeah so i've been a personal trainer i was certified 15 years ago oh, actually yeah. so I got certified right out of high school. Um, and it, it's funny to think back at how limited uh, the online coaching world was when I started out. There's only a, like a small amount of personal trainers that did yeah. training training online. I was explaining to people what Zoom was when I started. Oh, yeah. Like Skype was like, <laughs> yeah. like, like I remember Skyping with people and it's so funny now to be using zoom so regularly like that i actually have this at my desk like this yeah this this is my backup mic um, and my podcast mic is at home but i'm talking to people every day um athletes like yourself uh checking in seeing what we can do so it's not even just for me like the online personal training because i do i love that that's like a passion of mine um but now touching base with athletes like yourself on a daily basis and, you know, touch, seeing what we could do, collaborating with the brands. Uh, and so now you work, podcasts. you work with Magnum and you've worked with Magnum for how long now? So I, well, so I was, I've been an athlete with Magnum. I think I'm, I, I think I just crossed uh, two years uh, okay. with Magnum as an athlete. And then uh, we came out here in May uh, myself and my fiance, and we we had photo shoots and and uh, experienced kind of the culture here at at Magnum HQ, and 
I was here for about nine days and I think it was about the fifth or sixth day. I just kind of turned to my fiance and, and was like, do you not feel like this is like the right place for us to be? Uh, the, the people here are just so warm and uh, it really felt like the perfect environment for me to thrive in. So we decided last May to move out here. I moved out. It was so May, we moved out in August and we, we, so we, we haven't even been here for a full year yet. And then um, just collaborating with the brand, yeah. it just, it, it came about the perfect opportunity for me to step in this role. And I've only been in this role actually at Magnum for, for two weeks, essentially. Did you, um, your new role as a athlete, you know, coordinator yeah coordinator. athlete athlete coordinators yeah. that and is before the... before that you were you were still at magnum though or were you just you know kind of shaking hands and being like hey <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because i so i worked in the gym here at magnum we actually have a facility uh yep essentially in our in our warehouse yeah i know i know there, there's a there's a lot of videos online and it looks amazing there's a there's even like bumper plates with magnum on it I'm like what? oh yeah oh yeah there's there I, like i would assume there's there's probably half a million dollars of equipment back there and bumper plates like they got it oh yeah they have everything it's 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 more it's it's more um equipped than most gyms in this area yeah uh, being honest i i'm we're very fortunate to have that just right here um and and be able to walk you know a minute, you know, across the warehouse to go get a workout in at lunchtime. That's, that's something that's a feature that Marcus, you know, it's very important to him. Fitness is a very big part of his life. If you ever seen Marcus, um, yeah. you, you know, he dials in and he's, I mean, I think he's been featured 15 or 16 times on magazine covers and, and, uh, he really, well, he's, he's like fit all year round. He's like always abs pop in and chiseled. I'm like, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, he really is like the guy that, that walks a walk and, and he can like, he really is a great example of, of what the fitness industry kind of means to him. Right. Because he is a very integrity based guy. He's all about his health and fitness. He, he eats clean. He like is like consuming water, macronutrients, micronutrients, He's just like, he's like a really high focus guy. And I love that um, being around people that are so um, like just fitness enthusiasts. It's it's such an inspiration. And it's funny that you say like he's dialed in and abs year round because he's actually, he's actually, he's very fit, but health wise, you know, that staying like very, very lean oh, year so round. Hard is is so hard and yeah. um if you've ever done it and and been like ready for a show or anything like that for any of the people that are listening that have participated in a, a competition of bodybuilding you know it takes a lot of effort to look the way that individuals look in magazine mm -hmm. covers and and stuff like that i would say marcus is like professional athlete level um I th but it's nice to see his um him in his peak form and then able to kind of reverse that start consuming more calories get back up yeah. to a, a maintenance level and remain 
mentally engaged throughout that whole time. Cause like for myself, when I did my physique show brain fog, like, yeah, you did. You, so you did one. Yeah. So I did a men's physique when I was in the UK, I came, I came second place. It was a, um, it was a university level competition. Uh, so it's called the, at the time it was called the mass SBC. And um, student physique competition, and uh, I think it's called Uni Fitness now. It was run by a guy named Dave Bissell, who just a phenomenal athlete himself. He was a W, well, he is a WBFF pro now, um, and I think he lives in Bali or or so, somewhere warm. The guy's yeah. just living living the life, but he's yeah. a cl- a good friend of mine. Like, isn't it why we are all trying to be online a bit? <laughs> yeah it's like it's like i would love to uh be on a beach part-time and yeah and yeah that's definitely a goal like and still the- and still having the business running and still working still helping clients still helping people but in your backyard it's just like i'm gonna go for a walk and it's the beach yeah yeah and and you know like if, if you know if, i mean i assume you've traveled lots and <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, are you are you not a travel guy? I I used to travel more than this. Uh my the last time I took a plane is like I don't know like four or five years ago. Uh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, since so I was supposed to go to California for a work thing. Um and once I was ready to go, the pandemic hit, they closed all borders, mm-hmm. everything went to crap. Since then, I never took any plane. And before that, it was a year and a half before that. And I still haven't just because I opened my own gym and, you know, with everything I need to do on a daily basis and I seeing my clients and, well, you're in fitness, you're a coach, you understand that it's not an easy job. No. So like props to anyone who gets to live from it making a living from it is a lot of work so once you kind of get there once you kind of have that it's very hard for me to be like oh i'm gonna go like two weeks yeah you know that's chill and i leave for two weeks and you never know what i mean i have a lot of clients too that if i go for two weeks and if they just came back from vacation as well then i'm a month over a month without seeing them uh, so sometimes they derail sometimes. So it's not an excuse. I need to take more vacation, but nonetheless, I don't travel as much as I would like. So that's why, yeah. you know, the online aspect of it, I do like that a lot in order yeah. to bring that into my life a bit more in the future. Yeah. I, th- I think that like, like yourself, you know, opening a, opening like a gym or a private studio, it's, it's not just like that. Oh, you're going to take a week off and go on a trip it's there's 16 people 16 20 people dependent on you yeah you know you're you're holding them accountable their life they've come to you to make a shift and change in their life and now you have a commitment to them as much as as they're committed to making that difference in their life themselves but the second you take that week off that's a a mental shift for them to possibly take a week off as well. Take a uh, week off or go off the rails or, or stopping altogether. You yep. never know. 
it's yeah it's it's a bit well i i know that if i take a week or two i mean it will survive the business mm -hmm. will survive nonetheless yeah but it's just you know it's uh i i choose my time so i go yeah. whenever all my clients are leaving so i know that here for example august is a month where everyone's on vacation because it's, it's summer so yeah. usually that at that time i take a week i don't always leave do you travel mm -hmm. a lot I do. Yeah. I, I've been very, for, very fortunate to have traveled a lot in my youth and it's carried into my adulthood thing. Like I, we, me, my, I'm sorry, me and my fiance did Mexico, um, during kind of during the pandemic when it was like, just very oh, questionable okay. to, yeah. to go. It was, so it was, um, not this, this past December. So it would have been 2021 December. Yeah. And it was like, everything just kind of opened up. We were like, we want to get away. It's just been, we, I mean, everybody felt the same way through the, through the pandemic um, with just being so isolated. So we, we did Mexico for uh, two weeks. It was just an amazing trip. Um, I'm a big scuba diver. Oh, cool love like water sports and stuff like that. So um, my fiance got certified for scuba diving while we were down there. We did some bull shark diving. Um, so I'm a big, I'm a big shark guy. Oh um, yeah. Everything that's safe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's so funny because bull sharks are like one of the most aggressive they're known for like mm -hmm. taking a leg from surfers. So, cause they just bite at anything. And uh, but in December usually, and um, don't quote me on the time frame. So don't listen to this and just think you can get in the water in December and be safe. But <laughs> um, bull sharks uh, in are coming to Mexico. They're pregnant. They're kind of docile during that time frame. So you go so down. One is fine. December, yeah. better, better, yeah, better yeah. shot. It's, it's the best thing. I have a couple of videos of me coming pretty close. Um, they tell you not to swim directly at them. And of course I didn't listen to that. Um, I got some good footage of me being like three feet away from an, a bull shark and just, there's such amazing animals. Like you, you can't help, but just be in awe when you're in the water and you can kind of get caught up in, in the moment. But you know, they are faster than you are when you're oh. in the water. Okay. Just, just making sure that you understood where you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're always vulnerable like no matter what you're in the water you're vulnerable yeah. um to so many different animals you're you are slow like turtles move faster than you in water everything else everything else is designed to be in water and you're not i guess i i would have done it earlier in my life i'm sure that now i'm like you know what i i kind of have a, a thing or two to lose yeah yeah, I mean, I mean, like if I had children or anything like that, I probably wouldn't do do yeah. the same. But yeah. you know, like I just like like we spoke about we were when we were talking about our interest in in comic books, and it's funny how like most people don't like people joke about Aquaman, people joke about that character, uh, and it all that all kind of stemmed from. And I'm trying to remember the show Robot Chicken. They kind of started yeah. doing those like um, parody things on him. And, and I think that really brought the character's value down. 
but like I loved I love those comic books um and I started collecting them like I would say like eight years ago like very very um, aggressively yeah like trying to just pick up and like any of the old ones I could find because I knew are you, like are you more into old ones or are you following the current storylines and everything so I'm I'm pretty up to date on the newer storylines. They kind of stopped actually producing the Aquaman comic for a short period of time. Yeah. Uh, and they started to get into Aqualad. They did yeah. an Aquaman, I believe, comic. So it kind of it kind of shifted a little bit there. Yeah, the last one I have is from I think, I don't know, six months ago, maybe. Yeah. Did like they warn, yeah. but then you know, they kind of yeah. stopped. I think they'll ramp it back up when they decide what's going on with Aquaman two and and when they're when they're going to release that um, in in kind of their new slate at DC. Um, but and then I was and then obviously like with everything going on with Marvel for so many years, Namor was protected and he wasn't on film um, or potentially like never going to be part of the MCU. And then that that deal with with Fox. Uh, allowed that to happen and i was so happy to see like the value of my all my submariner comics like uh double or triple yeah uh, in value it was, it was amazing to see some of the value jumps for the name you're happy with uh the way they went with the character in what kind of forever so like black panther 2 wakanda forever it's kind of a weird film for me because I am so attached to that character. I don't, I don't mind that they went the Aztec route because that's a beautiful way to tie that in. And as much as we look at Atlantis kind of as this separate entity, because Aquaman got it kind of got the jump. Like Aquaman actually is a came after Namor. Like we MCU had Namor and was from Atlantis and everything. And then uh, DC brought in Aquaman, I think almost a year later. And I was, I was kind of sad that they didn't call it Atlantis. That's, that is one thing, but the representation of the character, it was. Which I think is also a bit weird too, because they have given credit to DC in a bunch of movies. Like Eternals yeah. mentioned Superman a bunch. Yeah. So you could have just called it that. Yeah. But I, I, I do think it's important to have some representation for other cultures uh, in, in on film. I, I do. I loved what Black Panther did yeah. for like anyone of a, a person of color dealing with not having representation. I think that's beautiful that, that they have that representation. I love how they brought in. Great. The movie yeah. was great. Oh, I mean, and, you know, obviously with the loss of Chadwick, it was a, a huge, a huge ordeal for them. I could only imagine the emotional ordeal they went through with developing Black Panther 2, uh, Wakanda Forever. But I, I I do think it's kind of funny. Like, I I laugh and joke about it all the time now with friends that, you know, they beat Namor by like using a dehumidifier on her on him like <laughs> like that is like he's like known as one of the most like powerful characters he's part of the illuminati like normally and then they like literally put him in a air fryer 
and they, and they, and, and that's how they beat them. Like that for me, I was like, that's it. That's all we got to yeah. do. Put them in a sauna, like, and just, um, <laughs> that was like, kind of like where it's just funny. Um, you know, but I, I'm, I'm just happy he's on screen and, and he got a time, his time to shine. And I, I am happy that, um, you know, the Aztec kind of cultural, like bringing in the Mexican, like, I mean, I can only imagine what it's, what it's like yeah. for them to have that representation. I think we forget that as white people, we look at like someone like uh, Robert Downey Jr., a Caucasian man who, Spider-Man, Captain know, America. we have all these, you know, obviously Thor, like we have all these, yeah. all this representation. Um I love that uh, they're having that now and across the board. I'm I'm excited to see what Secret Invasion does to the MCU and what they do because everything, yeah. all the stakes that they've laid, all everything. Could you imagine? Like this is just as an example, if they, what it would do to an act like Tony Stark, um, saving the entire MCU, saving half a universe you know, I am Iron Man snaps his finger, but then that was a scroll and that never was him. Like, could you, like it, it could possibly ruin all the stakes. I would personally be mad. Oh, furious. And, I would and, be mad. They can do that, but I, as much as I like Iron Man and love him actually and the character and Robert Downey Jr. and what he did with him, I think never bring him back. No. Because it will just kill everything else that yeah. was so great about that scene. And I mean, I watched that movie at least once a year, sometimes oh. twice because I'm that geeky. Yeah. So, and every time I'm like, not this time. This time I'm good. This time I'm not crying. No. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm like, tears, come on. I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's such a great scene. I've, I've, I've never been so attached to a scene as I am yeah. to that emotionally. Um, and then Aunt May dying mm. as well, like in, in Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, that one got me as well. I can't watch that scene without like it hitting, it hitting me hard. But yeah. yeah, I watch Endgame once a year, at least, at least. Um, yeah. Sometimes I just have it on playing in the background. But yeah, yeah like something like Secret Invasion could completely... Um, oh, they can, go, the they can go anywhere they want. I mean, turns out we don't know where is Hulk. We don't know. There's a bunch of stuff that, I mean, they established in, you know, um, the recent uh, series. But the, the comic book of that adaptation, Secret mm-hmm. Invasion, is great. Storyline is great. Everything. And everything is like so undercover yeah that they could do they could reset a bunch of stuff and yeah. and just and hopefully they will at some some point because i'm excited to see what they do with phase five yeah but i think they need to like kick it up a notch every year i'm going through my old you know marvel movie marathon yeah and apparently just naturally i stop at Endgame. like for me that's it yeah, you know, I even though I like a bunch of movies that Phase Four did, it's not it. 
it's not as much as the previous three that did no. so much for for the movies. Yeah, I think that they went in a, in a, like a little bit of a weird direction after that movie. Um, I don't like the idea where they they continue to do like where they're like Kang is the new is the new yeah. Thanos. Like, I I didn't Ant Man beat him. Just ants, <laughs> not even like Ant Man hardly yeah. even did anything. He let his ants beat him down, and then they had a fist fight. Um, and so for some reasons like Scott Lang still not, not done any sort of like training for physical no. like combat. Like, come on. Nothing. Like, Nothing. He's just, well, I mean, when you're small, you punch as hard. Right. He, <laughs> I mean, we're not, we don't even have to get into the physics of that being like not even right, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's funny to see stuff like that. I, I really hope that, uh, there's there's two things that I hope they do with the secret invasion. I hope that they show um, and we go back into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and and now for some reason uh, it's it's coming a blank to my head. What, what's the character's name? Who comes in and come becomes Captain America? Uh, well, Falcon. Not not the Falcon character. The uh, oh, the guy. You mean the guy that no one kind of liked? Yeah, so like he comes in and he's he's Captain yeah, America. Yeah. Um, and everyone's that? just like, "What's going on?" Yeah, he's like <laughs> he's like the U.S. agent kind of yeah. thing. I'm trying to yeah. I'm trying to remember I, now. I I, I, for, I forgot his name because I don't I don't know if you're gonna come back with him at Every, all. Everyone hated uh, the character. Oh, there was right? a bunch of memes online and a bunch of stuff of like you know phase phase four, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. It's Wyatt Russell. That's it's Kurt Russell's son who plays the character. It's U.S. eight. It's U.S. agent in the show. Um, it would be interesting to see if they like make his character a Skrull who's like because there's there's a lot of mental stuff going on there where he takes this the serum and you know kills somebody. It's the first like real like dramatic um, like killing of somebody on screen we've kind of seen where he like just takes the shield and bashes someone's head in yeah. um you know i it'd be amazing to see like characters like that that are not as like influential to us right now like be a scroll and that would kind of change that whole series for us right because then we'd look at you know buck bucky and and falcon are are going after a scroll now Stuff like that. It's just interesting to think about, you know, in the comic books, I think it was the first Skrull, like, um, person that we found out was a Skrull. Was it Spider-Woman? I don't remember exactly, but, but I think uh, Fury is one. Yeah. So I, I and I'm sure that in, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure one thing I'm, I'm, Pretty sure we're gonna learn is that Fury died a long time ago. Yeah, he's been replaced. That's I I hope one. that they do they go the clone route though with that and and not make him a scroll with right away. Like we obviously know that, um, like they've been the scrolls have been being yeah. him and Maria Hill, um, because of uh, one of the one of the end credit scenes there. But yeah, it's it's I would be interested to see if he died a long time ago and 
because at one point in time they were just cloning him. They had a whole bunch of clones in the comic books as well. But I think that was when he was white as well. That wasn't even the black Nick Fury that we have. It was the the like X. What was what was it? The the series X Shield X something that he was in. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it was X Shield. Or just Shield. I don't remember what it was. It's an older where it was in a, where it was like an agent basically at that time. Yeah. And like, cause yeah, they had like the original, um, like people, people, a lot of people don't know, know that, that Nick Fury was originally white. And then they actually started using a representation of uh, Samuel L. Jackson as yep. uh, Nick Fury in the comics. And uh, there's a clip of him like joking around saying someone sent it to him and was like, Hey, that looks like you. And then he like contacted Marvel and was like, Hey, like if you ever put him on screen, I want to play him, <laughs> which I think, oh, yeah, is... I think he said that on an interview on Jimmy Fallon or something. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was one of the talk shows. It, I, I just think that was so interesting that like that just came about. They just used him as representation um, are you usually more Marvel or more DC? That's a big question. That's that's really tough. Um, I would. It's. I think it's an even draw for me with comics. Yeah. I think. I think I'd love. I mean, com, like if you're a real comics fan, I, I think they're they shouldn't draw a line anywhere. You should just really enjoy them. The movies, um, Marvel's really designed this amazing blueprint, right? For yeah. what how you should unravel. And I think that that's the direction that DC is going to head in in the future with restarting their entire lineup. Um, but they also do that so much in the comics. Uh, I, I got in the comics with uh, Rebirth and then New 52. Yeah. I know, well, the Reber well, Flash Rebirth and Green Lantern Rebirth by Jeff Jones. And then they launched, they kind of reset everything with with, with uh, Jeff Jones and they did the New 52. So yeah. This is when I started buying them. I was like, well, it's issue one. Might as well start. So I started yeah. buying with, with, with New 52. And then again, a couple years later, two years later, maybe I don't remember, but very quickly, they turned around like, oh, we do Rebirth. It's like yeah. an entire new universe ties then everything is that happens at the same time same place same universe and they do rebirth and now they restarted a whole thing again i think like this is like from this week this is a flash like yeah. 796 you know yeah. so now they, they they're not even in anywhere they're just like it's 796 because we did that from the start yeah and like i think that's one thing that most people that are just like kind of watch the sh movies as they come out, don't really understand. They get like, they're like, Oh, well, well this, you know, why does Aquaman not tie directly into justice league or, or any of the DC movies, they get all upset that there's not continuation. Well, and I love that. And, and honestly, yeah. if they could just do DC and whatever movie they want to do, tie it. If you want, don't, if you don't, I don't yeah. care. If, it was it was great when you did that. I mean, Apple Man is it's a good one. Wonder yeah. Woman is great. Yeah, the the first one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, all the Batmans have something. I like them. Yeah, the big argument with Man of Steel and BVS. 
love them either anyway. Yeah. But I mean, but it's fine. Just yeah. don't do. I mean, I don't know. Do you really have to create a whole new universe and tie everything because Marvel did it? I mean, let Marvel be Marvel. Yeah. And I think Wonder Woman too is the epitome of DC being fan serving. I mean, mm-hmm. like, oh, you want Marvel? We'll we'll make Marvel. Yeah. But then it was, it was what it was. Yeah, I like so I agree with you completely. I think that you should be able to have these standalone movies, and they shouldn't. They don't have to tie in. Like I, I think of the the comic book world. In D, especially DC, when when I think of like Batman's, there's a, here's a great example: Christopher Nolan's Batman. You got Clooney's Batman. If you think of them all as different comic series, which like you have how many different representations of Batman? Like Hush, um, yeah. you know, like they don't have to be. They don't have to fit into Christopher Nolan's world. No. It, that's it's a different Batman, and if you really think of like when you talk about new 52 and re and rebirth and things like that, just go and enjoy the movie for the movie. Don't have it tie in, in your, in your brain to everything else. Just go and enjoy it for what it is. And most movies you can just go, if you go and sit down and watch them, you should be able to just enjoy them. If you don't start making that web in your brain and go, well, well, Batman's not, strong enough in Christopher Nolan's to fight that uh, to fight Superman in yeah. uh, Batman versus Superman. Yeah. They're not the same Batman. They don't have to be the same. They're not um, the same age. They don't have the same background. And when yeah. you look at the newest Batman who's like new, basically yeah. like frail, almost yeah. just almost falls everywhere. gets punched a lot. Um, kind yeah. of figures out where he stands in terms of his way of doing Batman, which is more detective comic than yeah. Batman, Batman. So, and this is great also. They don't have to connect that to anything. No. People will go see that more, I think, if you connect it less. Just look at Marvel now. They, they release a movie if you missed a couple of them and you get into the new one, you're like, what's going on? Oh yeah. We saw that in Loki. Oh, yeah. I didn't see Loki. Oh, but the, the new uh, Dr. Strange, we see uh, Wanda, but did you see Wanda vision? Because that's high. So for me, for everyone else who just, you know, will go anyway and we'll watch it. We'll watch mm-hmm. everything and love everything anyway. Makes a bunch of sense. But yeah. if you just try to have not everyone, but you know, less connected, maybe you get more people enjoying just a nice movie and, and yeah. discovering them. Because honestly, who that never saw any Marvel just saw Doctor Strange and being like, that looks fun. I'm yeah. gonna see that. And someone probably would, uh, did you see everything else? Yeah, it, no? did, like, it like it didn't make sense in their head because they don't they haven't watched. 10 other movies to, yeah. to, to make it make sense. And I completely agree. I, I think that 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 concept of continuation ends up not serving the general public. Like the general public can't go and watch some of the Marvel movies and, and understand it. 
even. And I don't think that that's how movies should be made, to be honest. Um, I really liked the Batman. I really did like Robert Pattinson, like in that role. Yeah, I think I think that representing that kind of year one Batman where he's making mistakes and he's, you know, jumping off of a building and smashing into stuff. I love that. I, oh, I think, man. yeah, um, there's a, an amazing scene in a, in a, I, I might be actually Batman year one where he's fighting guys in a, um, uh, basically a fire stairwell outside of a building. Um, and, he's like fighting them and then he like lays down on top of them and he's like exhausted like from the fight and i think that's like a people always want to have like this amazing um like superman just wins he's powerful he's but for me when i talk about like people or like things that got me into comics batman was an amazing representation of like humanity like being a human person like us strong fit um works hard trains is a crime fighting like out there for good educated uh, yeah and then you know if you if you think of it that way like i look at some of the batman covers through the years and i'm i'm like so inspired by some of the art uh like like you look at frank miller's um yeah. like stuff like that where he's just this big brute like massive force the mutants and just being like beat yeah. up <laughs> yeah just like getting like i don't can i swear on here yeah um, really. like getting just getting his ass kicked you yeah. know what i mean uh I, i love that i love that there's a sense of urgency when you go into battle with somebody like um i i want my character to potentially be able to lose i don't want him to just be victorious every single time like it's dull and 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 boring if yeah. i knew if I, there was no stakes ever with these characters you know what what would it matter they, they they even so recently uh it's i think it's superman 1050 or action comic 1050 might be action comics um they even beefed up still superman again So there's there's a there's like a panel where he's in front of Lex Luthor yeah. and like Lex pushes him like we don't know where in another dimension or whatever. And then Superman just, you know, in the blink of an eye comes back and says something like, I'm not who I was. Uh, concept like speed, time, distance don't apply to me anymore. <laughs> and he just he just lays his hand on Lex's suit and the suit like shatters like it's yeah. a good scene but then again now who can take him out so yeah. Superman has to have that you know human side in Clark Kent yeah. and I think and I think that's why I think they go in with more like Jonathan Kent and Superboy a bit more because yeah. now Superman is like beefed out it's just yeah. Yeah, like how how much further can you go? It's it's like the old they always want to compare Goku and yeah. and Superman and have that battle because they just keep going to the next go, level, yeah. next level. And I get that, I get that that you want to make Superman like your most powerful being, and you want to provide him with the next power and stuff like that. But I I 
I still come back to like loving Batman because he's a huge, yeah. just an, uh, I would say a normal guy, but he's not normal, but, um, you know, uh, it, it's just an amazing representation of humanity. Um, yeah, he can be stabbed. And yeah. he just, he just gonna, he can, he can turn a corner and don't see something coming and it's done to him. Yeah, that exactly. cannot happen with a bunch of characters in the, in any universe. Yeah. Basically. And, and he will still go after everyone anyway. That's, that's one thing I like about it is even though he's the first a detective mm. and, you know, detective comics. Yeah. But even though it was that at first, he will go, you know, against Dark Side. He will yeah. go against Doomsday. He will go against anyone. Yeah. And yeah, obviously now we get into the argument every time of like Batman will win everything if, if he's prepared. Yeah. But it's still just nice to know that he doesn't care too much for the outcome. And he's just like, we're going to do it. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I didn't like his representation in Batman versus Superman, because there's a there's a scene there where he like cowers. He Just like waits puts, and then jumps, jumps from one side to the next while everything explodes. Yeah, yeah like he does nothing in that fight scene with, with yeah. Doomsday, really. And, you know, Lois Lane kind of like saves That's, the day. Yeah. Um. And I, I just I, th- I thought that was a really weird take on and like I love a couple scenes in that movie where Batman is like the fight, the fight inside the uh dude yeah. amazing it's, talk about something that hurts yeah well it, it, it gives you that like Arkham like feel like if you ever played the video games where yeah. those games are phenomenal representations of what I would expect Batman to just like get through get through a room absolutely decimate everybody with martial arts and stuff like that but yeah and then you you see him later in that movie like with the exact opposite representation of him that felt really weird to me yeah um yeah he just he just told he just asked like superman if you bled and then you will that big you know nice scene and 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 oh shit okay you can do something about it and then doomsday happens and obviously doomsday is like pretty jacked up in that movie. yeah but yeah yeah but martha the mother thing i mean yeah. that that will go down in in history as one of the weirdest plot i know it's so sad you know <laughs> i i still that's where like i don't understand the the Zack snyder like love the, the love that he gets for some like he's got a huge fan base that support him on social media like I, I want to see I want to see what happens next uh, with with because because I just think we didn't see what he had in mind for real yeah and that's that's the problem with most of it because I I'm re-watching the because you know that's what I did I'm re-watching the uh, Snyder Cut on mm. on Crave now and shameless plug for Crave sorry <laughs> and <laughs> It's it just sucks that we will not have anything else after, even though a lot of doors just opened, yeah. and and it just opens a bunch of doors that never closes, 
Mm-hmm. Just because of you know studio and 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 a bunch yeah. of stuff and there's a bunch of t- things I liked. The just well, Justice League Snyder Cut is obviously a way better movie than Justice League Whedon Cut that we had. Oh first. Wow. yeah. So so just from that and I and I like Henry Cavill as Superman. Love I'm yeah. I'm a big big fan of him. Um, there's a bunch of things that don't make sense in the movie. Men of Steel, he would never fight in the, in the city. Yeah. He knows no. better than that. But nonetheless, you know, it was still learning to, in a sense, and just, you know, throwing punches midair that looks like they hit so much. That's fun too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just hope that we get a closure on his story. Yeah. And then everything will make more sense. Yeah, I, I would. I'm. I'm interested to see what um, James Gunn does with the Superman legacy, and and restarting it. It's sad that we didn't get to see the whole picture. Was it's like literally looking at a half painted portrait. Yeah. Um, with Zach and I do think I do like his stuff. Like you know, like we both know there's a lot of plot holes and a lot of um, things that I maybe I wouldn't do or you wouldn't do. The thing is, is it will never everyone will never agree on it there's so many examples of superman out there right like we look at christopher reeves like how how do you beat that you know and henry is in a, a phenomenal phenomenal superman i love him he, as superman. yeah he looks he's superman yeah, yeah for me so yeah so i'm I, you know but i i do have faith that james gunn is going to really like step it up uh, a notch with a Superman legacy and, and him writing it. I'm actually very excited to see what he does. Um, and, and with that whole universe, I'm, I'm happy that I'm happy that it's him because he's passionate about the characters. So I think he'll do the characters justice. Yeah. Um, he did great things with guardians. And I mean, he knows his stuff. He knows, yeah. he knows how to build a universe. He knows how to tie in stuff. He knows how to take, you know, random characters and bring them on the forefront like you did with the guardians you know who yeah. knew about the guardian of the galaxy first you know yeah and then you have the movie it's like the biggest thing and i i, I know it's going to be nice that's for sure because i mean give me content with superheroes and i'm just happy about that right. but yeah i i just hope that they get out of their hole that they dog themselves in mostly mm-hmm. with uh the new shazam i did not even see it because i think they they, they tanked that themselves yeah so i i actually have i can't believe it because i've i've actually never not gone to an opening night of a superhero movie like i'd go to every single one of them and i was super disappointed in the direct the direction shazam went in general which is bringing the whole i mean for the original the Shazam movie where they brought the whole family in immediately. I hate this like idea that we have to team up like with the CW, everything is like we team up immediately. Yeah. Like, it's gotta be the justice league kind of type movies. Um, but like for, for me, I'm going to see it still in theaters. I'll probably go in the next couple of days even, but yeah, I, I just, I didn't really like it. I didn't really like that. And I'm being honest, I didn't watch Black Adam either. Because I oh you I, didn't? No. And I, I'm 
the only thing, the problem I have is that when I know representation of the characters off immediately, like when there's interviews of the rock talking about like, no, like I want to fight Superman. I knew, I knew that there just weren't going to have the Shazam connection. And it's a shit like black Adams, a Shazam character. It's not the other way around. It's just that. And he's, is born out of this then his only goal is to go after you know the power and being the only one to have it and and the the story of shazam the first but not shazam black adam the first one is very grim yeah it's like uh this uncle that steals the power from the kid by killing him and then so so you imagine the, the mindset behind that it's insane yeah and I think they wanted to connect it, but he said no. Yeah. And again, it's 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 a it's a power trip of let's connect everything everywhere. Uh, the, the everything has changed, and that the power has shifted, and now yeah. it's Black Adam, and we and we get to a point where oh, that looks cool. We might see that happening, but then no, and and so it's there. There was a bunch of stuff in there, and it was fun, but it's only that. Yeah, which is visually fun in some ways. Yeah, and like I I just they talked about like in the synopsis, the very first one that came out. I remember reading it and just going like, ah, don't I don't like this because I it just didn't seem like it was going the right direction. But you know, it's it's funny like we talk about uh, the direction DC's heading and stuff, and how James Gunn came in, and I truly feel like I don't know if you watch Brightburn. Yeah. Like so, James Gunn was a producer on that movie. Oh. I think I think he helped. This is uh, this is like for those who don't know, it's like if Superman went berserk and bad, yeah, from the get go. <laughs> yeah, so it's like I mean a kid version. So yeah. Brightburn is like the kid version of Superman, and he immediately goes bad, and. I think it's one of the best representations of Superman and it's not even part of any of those, no. <laughs> any of that, of those worlds. I honestly no, if think you don't that... know, it's, if you don't know it's him, you have no idea. You're just looking at like a horror, a horror movie. Yeah. So if anyone hasn't seen Brightburn, um, like I feel like uh, it was Brian and Mark Gunn were the writers of that. I don't know if James Gunn was affiliated with it, but I know he produced it. It's an amazing movie. It's a it's on Netflix, very easy to find. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I I love that. And if they went like I mean we talk about DC, we talk about versions of Superman. I would love to see a representation of um the Red Sun. Yeah. But I think that they could bring Henry Cavill back for like um kingdom come oh yeah you know like if they're gonna show us a younger superman for the first little while here when they build legacy and then they jump ahead and it's henry cavill when he's got a little bit of gray hair phenomenal Mm -hmm. i think that would be i think that would be amazing so when they talked red sunday did it with supergirl was on the show oh no the, the, the original story is superman yeah but the show did red girl if we yeah. want so she's she she finds her like but she finds her clone in russia which is like 
not really much in no. because yeah. the, the Red Sun story is just Superman landing in Russia when yeah. he's a baby and not not in Kansas, you know. Yeah. So and what happens from then? But yeah, it's it's they have so much stuff to go with. They yeah. can't they can do wrong. I mean, yeah. I'm just happy we have a bunch of them to watch, and it's that the, the visuals are great. Oh, and I think it's just going to get better. I don't with the, like, especially with the visuals of things. Like, I think that uh, Disney kind of learned their lesson um, over the last phase. They're kind of revamping their next phase. It sounds like they're going to invest in the quality over quantity um, yeah. kind of method. And I mean, it's so funny. That's in my bio um, on Instagram. It actually says my coaching is quality over quantity. I, I, <laughs> So when I, when I heard that, I was like, why, why weren't you doing this in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, one good movie a year is better than three bad movies. Um, I checked like today, actually a phase four is, I think it's like 12 different stuff in the last two years. Yeah. Once one every two months, please yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. It's I like it. I'm going to see it, but it's too much for you know what they want to do it's it's bringing fatigue into it is into and, and i think i mean we got a little bit controversial um if, if you watch she hulk in to completion like if you could get through it a lot of people i know just couldn't because it's just so political yeah um very politically driven um which kind of caught me off guard that it was like you couldn't you actually weren't allowed to hate that show because they quite literally made fun of you for hating the hate. Like it was like, if you hate it, now you're part of the people that's in the show. It's like, you got kind of got stuck. Yeah. It, <laughs> but, it's, I mean, I think She-Hulk was just establishing where Hulk is and do all of it. Right. Mostly. And then they, and then spoiler alert, they bring Scar in. And that was like the weirdest character introduction i've ever seen like he just walks in and like this guy's supposed to be like the most savage of all the hulks he's like got the brain cells of a three-year-old in a massive hulk body and and then he just like walks on scene and he's just like hi nice. <laughs> you know like what like, um uh, I was yeah I wish they I wish they I mean show me that show me Hulk going there and and like fighting him to like submission and like being like I'm your dad not like oh, I just went and picked my son up from school <laughs> Hi, you guys. Know? we're having dinner like the, like yeah. in the fast and furious <laughs> yeah I'm hi I'm here to pick up scar from like <laughs> yeah but it's 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 funny like me and you, me and you talked before about how, um, like for me, I, I know that like, I look at someone like Batman when I was younger and I like physically wanted to represent that. Yeah. I like, I started training very early in my life and really wanted to have that superhero physique. And, uh, I mean, I'm six, three, I'm uh, probably like two forty. I know you're like uh smaller man but you definitely <laughs> have you definitely have that 
um, superhero build. We always talk about your arms and stuff like that. Everyone's envious of the guns, man. Um, it's uh it's a feature itself. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and man, like every, I think everybody has that, but like, I've always wanted to be like comic book size. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, it's nearly impossible, but um, it, it's, it's, it's something uh, that I've, I've always strived for. But you have you have the height, so which is awesome. I mean, yeah. I'm five eleven, barely, and I wish I was six feet two twenty. But you know that would be like more superhero. Everything now I'm using angles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just have to shoot the right way, and you'll you'll look yeah. like that. So it's okay. Yeah, you need if a ta- tan, which I don't have, but then you shoot the right way, and everything just lines yeah. up. Hey man, if they can make Tom Cruise look big on screen, they yeah, it's five eight. They, yeah, five you would six, five eight seven. Um, yeah, I think he's I think he's like five six. Yeah, I think that's We're, it. Someone's gonna have to Google that, right? Actually, there's probably people listening right now typing. Um, but yeah, like so. I mean, you see representation of these characters on screen. It's just it's something to um, strive for, even though it's super unrealistic. And I think it, oh, in yeah, the, it is, it is, know, but it, it's just, it's just fun just to go for it and try it. And that's why, yeah. I mean, most of, most of what I do online, most of my posts and most of my page is just like superhero driven Yeah. first because I like it because I think it's more fun also to talk about, you know, motivation through a superhero and how, because you, we can all say like, here's how you build muscles. But personally, I like, characters i like you know comic books and movies and everything so when i mm. talk about one thing it's like well here's how that character would build you know these types of muscles instead yeah. of just being like build muscles you know yeah. so it's just and hopefully you know a bunch of people are gravitating towards that in the fun of it so oh i definitely i think you're doing a great job man i i love i love seeing your posts i love how you relate them to the, to the comic books. And, and I I think that, you know, in this day and age, um, people are online, they're looking at things like Instagram and stuff like that. And we always talk about realistic expectations uh, and, and, you know, setting smart goals for people. And, you know, if you're setting a unrealistic goal of like being like looking at someone like in a comic book per se, someone who is, quite literally proportioned to not they're not meant to look realistic you know we we it wants to be just beyond what's actual realistic um but we a lot of times we'll look at um representation online and we talk about how bad that is to like look at somebody else and and want to inspire to look like that when you can't like there's just no way to do so um, like I actually thought you were taller than me, to be honest, um, only to find out that you're, you're five eleven and I'm four inches taller than you, you know, and it's, it's an actual, um, thing that people should pay attention to because when you look at people online and their fitness models, uh, like someone like who's inspirational to me when I, when I started getting into fitness was someone like Steve cook, yeah. where it was like, he was like, the, I think he was the first physique men's physique winner. He had a um, like almost attainable 
physique. Yeah, six uh, feet one or six feet two twenty, two twenty-five. Yeah. And it was like I looked at that and I was like, oh, you know, I could be around that size. Yeah. Um, realistically, naturally. And uh people don't realize they look at things on social media nowadays and and don't realize how f- like far away from attainable that is. Uh, Cause these people are like Marcus, you know, he, he dials in, he doesn't, he doesn't walk around with six pack abs all the time. You have, you cannot attain that physique and sustain it. And that's, that's the big thing is sustaining that for long periods of time. It's just not healthy. Um, you, you quite literally to get on stage have to go in that caloric deficit for an extended period of time going to that you know stage physique and everything is so it's it's beyond you know well it's not healthy like i I think that people really need to realize that that it's actually not healthy to get on stage uh your your body is not in in just like general functioning terms it's it's you're mentally not at at your uh, optimal level physically not at your optimum you couldn't run like i couldn't run a set of 12 stairs without getting winded when i cut for my show and i i think that the more people understand that that that's not healthy to maintain when they look at especially uh i find this with women and female clients when someone tells me they a female client that tells me they want to have abs, um, I I kind of like, do you want to, do you want to menstruate or do you want to have abs? Because yeah. there's there's things that actually get sacrificed there, yeah. um, and you're to the point where your body's not hormonally functioning at the same level, um, and things like that happen. You quite literally like lose you know, your menstrual cycle is completely out of whack. And, and so I talk to female clients all the time and I'm like trying to explain to people like ha- having abs for a female, it's like 1% of the population, if that can, can attain that could attain it, let alone sustain it. Yeah. Um. So it's, I think that's a really important message to send when we do talk about like um, aspiring to something yeah it's good but i mean it's good to to have an idea and go for it anyway and what yeah. i mean when I, I i was a skinny dude i was very 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 small yeah i just got bigger i just did it i just saw you know those characters and went for it and tried and that brought me here i'm yeah. still not there nonetheless i'm very happy to where I'm, i i stand so yeah it's just you know get a goal go after it yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and yeah, that's why I was saying, like, I don't think that you shouldn't uh, aspire to be to be fit. I definitely think that that's something that everyone should do. And there's always going to be people um, who have done it before us. Um, but it's just making sure that it's even a capability. It's like comparing yeah. comparing yourself, you know, comparing me at, at 6'3 to someone like Tom Cruise on screen or something like that. It's just, we're like, it's I'm almost a foot taller than the guy, yeah. you know, um, stuff like that. It's, it's, um, it's, it's just, you really have to put that in perspective. Um, and online, 
online social media and stuff like that, yeah. those representations, you you really need to know where they're coming from, what they've done, what their hist what their history is. You know, there's there's some of the best physiques in the world are guys that are gymnasts and then they get into CrossFit and like it's like those guys look like they could run through a wall, but they did 12 years of gymnastics, yeah. you know, or something like that, or have always been an Olympic lifter. Well, yeah. I don't have that history, so I'm not going to be able to do that, you know? Um, but if you put a basketball in my hands, I could still dunk a ball. Um, yeah. So it, it's things like that. Like um, perspective is, is very key for everybody. So yeah, it's funny to, it's funny to think about the world we live in uh, the, the representations we have on screen and, and I can't, I can't wait to see what the future holds for, for, for media in general, I guess, TV, I'd love, oh, I actually, I, w- I want to make the point of saying the DC animated world, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, yeah. We, we're talking about better, like better than everything else. Oh, I mean, it, I love the representation of the animated world in DC. So Thank you for uh, for taking your time. Thank you for 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 geeking out with me. Yeah. It's very hard to find people that loves those movies and those comics, and also enjoys fitness as as well as much yeah. as I do. It's like a weird combination of worlds. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very unique. Um, but that's why you know I connected immediately with you uh, to chat, and I'm happy that we got on here and we found some time to get on the podcast. I appreciate you inviting me. Um, on the podcast and uh, I mean if anyone wants to geek out ever uh, with me uh, you could just find me on social media it's uh, on Instagram it's coach Jake Doan uh, and uh, I'm always down for uh, geeking out yeah that's amazing man thank you all right brother you have a good day Thank you so much for listening. If you want to know more about how I can help you make fitness a sustainable lifestyle, you can reach out to me on any social media platform at Joe Gangi Trainer. Thanks again. Until next time.